What's going on, ladies and gents? Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com, and I have special guest Miles Russell on the line today, and we're going to talk about some extreme weight loss and kind of some of the intricacies that come along with that. How are you, Miles? I'm doing good. Where, where are you calling from, man? I'm, I'm here in uh, Washington State. Washington State. I uh I've I lived in Washington State for a while. It's it's good to be back in Arkansas though. <laughs> yeah, I remember listening to your story you posted. I think you you spent some time out in Spokane. Yep, Spokane. So I'm I was on the eastern side of the state. You're western, aren't you? Yeah, I, I live in Tacoma. I'm actually up in Bellingham right now, um, where I used to live. But I moved down to Tacoma, Washington. I grew up in the Seattle area, so I'm pretty familiar with Washington and the east side. Although I spent a lot less time over on the east side in Spokane. It's like a whole different state. Yeah, a lot of people who haven't been to Washington don't realize the whole eastern side of the state is kind of like a desert. Yeah. You know, it's very, there's like tumbleweeds and, you know, there's not a lot of trees. I think of the Pacific Northwest being all rain and, you know, pine trees, but the east side is very different. It's very different culturally, too. It's more farming and agriculture. The west side has a reputation as being more like liberal and, you know, Microsoft and tech, and the east side's a totally different world. It is. It is. Both have their, their strengths, though, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, cool, man. Kind of give the audience a little background on on your story, kind of uh, in just high level. We'll we'll get into the details for sure, but just uh, for people that haven't heard of you, what, what's your story? Well, I'm an attorney here in Washington State, um, and I uh, have used keto um, both for probably like the past, you know, I want to say five or six years to kind of both lose a lot of weight, but also build muscle and get in shape. I would say. You know, unfortunately, now I'm probably in the best shape of my life. I wish that was the case when I was younger, but that wasn't always the case. And so um, I've kind of been using keto to improve my health and fitness. And I just, you know, I feel the best that I've been in like, you know, years because of it. This uh, this whole month, I've been kind of getting podcast guests on here that just have contacted me via email and have a cool story. Um, so I guess that's kind of the theme for this month. But, but you're stood out for sure because, I mean, you've you've kind of gone from both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of why when I, um, um, I've been using keto more, more lately to kind of just um, not necessarily lose weight, but to kind of re- rebuild my body, put some muscle on. Mm-hmm. And I think I actually discovered you because I think you were on the Keto Connect podcast mm-hmm. and you were um, being interviewed as a keto bodybuilder. And I, was, and I was like, you know, I know that a lot of people say that, you know, the best way to put muscle on is to eat a bunch of carbs or, you know, eat kind of like the traditional bro diet of broccoli, chicken, and rice. And I was looking for someone for like inspiration who could do it with, you know, eating a ketogenic diet, because um, that's what I wanted to do. Cause that's what worked for me, and so that's why I kind of like, oh, who's this guy? And I like listened to his story, and like, oh, he's a bodybuilder. And then I found some other guys on on YouTube who are doing the same thing, um, and so that's kind of you know inspiring me to do what I'm doing now, which is kind of, you know, put some muscle on, get in better shape, not necessarily just cut weight, but kind of you, you know use it as a, a sustainable lifestyle, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there there shouldn't have to be one diet for losing body fat and another diet for building muscle. I mean, you, you should be able to find one diet that's easy enough to follow that it becomes a lifestyle more so than a diet and is effective at just being healthy in general, both losing weight and building muscle. Yeah, and so that's been my experience. I mean, I, I, I use keto um, to kind of, you know, totally drop a, a ton of weight, but also just to maintain and to build and kind of just you know, use it as a as a lifestyle, I guess, just kind of changing my whole way of eating and, and, and fitness and nutrition. So let's let's back up a little bit uh, and kind of talk about your you know dabbling into the nutritional realm in the first place. Like you have only been doing this uh, 
you know, for the past, what, six years total in general? Like just the kind of like the healthy lifestyle approach? Yeah, yeah, I, I can back up. I mean, so back in, in 2011, I was in law school and um, was living in St. Louis um, with my girlfriend at the time. And I think that was, you know, law school is very, very stress, stressful. It's it's very um, demanding. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the process, but when you start law school, you're in your first uh, year, everyone's in the same classes. And it's you're all ranked and you, and you have um, the grades are all based on kind of one final exam. And that um, those grades from your first year kind of set you up for either success or failure going forward. And so it's kind of like this gauntlet mm-hmm. of who can get the best grades and you want to be in the top part of your class. And it becomes this this massive competition. And you feel like if you if you screw up, your, your whole career is going to be ruined. And so you have that kind of pressure on you. Um, and so I got to law school and I just focused on school. You know, I, I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't, um, uh, you know, spending much time on, on preparing, you know, healthy food. I mean, I didn't really know how to cook. Um, you know, I just, well, those aren't skills I picked up along the way. And so by the time um, my first year of law school was over, I had, you know, I was in horrible shape. I just was tired all the time. I'd gained a bunch of weight. Um, and then I think uh, when my second year started, um, you do interviews on, on campus to kind of try to find a job for that summer. And, you know, everyone's like, you got to find a job this fall or else maybe you'll never find a job. And so you have all this like stress. And then um, I wasn't able to find a job that fall. And, and I was like, oh, man, like I had this plan and this vision about how I'm going to be this like, you know, amazing, successful lawyer. and It's not coming to fruition. And if I think I was honest, I think I was looking back, I was probably depressed because I just had low motivation. Um, you know, I didn't really like feel happy and was like not really caring about my classes. Mm-hmm. And I had just, you know ballooned up and it I didn't really pay attention to myself and so I, go, I went to the doctor um, and you know they're like you know we need to weigh you and take your blood and, and you know do all the, the vital stuff and then you go in there and like oh this scale isn't enough for you because you weigh too much and I was like well that's kind of you know embarrassing and then they take your your blood and your blood pressure and like you know you have high blood pressure your fasting blood glucose is, is pre pre-diabetic you know your cholesterol is out of whack you know, and you're like really overweight, like you got to, you got to turn this around. And that was kind of like my wake up call because it wasn't about like, oh, I mean, I don't look good or I'm not strong or I can't, you know, you know, do the things I want to do physically because I could do those things, you know, but I just was like, I don't want to die, you know. And what, what was your I, age then? I was, I think I was 25 then, 25, 26. And what are some of your, like, what are some of your stats? Like, what was your weight and that height then at that point? 465, 6'5". 465 at 6'5"? Yeah. I think I was probably actually 6'4", because I was a little bit compressed. (laughs) Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, So so what what did that realization, like what happened after that? Well, I mean, it was just, I I hadn't known anybody who died personally from from like heart disease or, or anything like that. My family, most people in my family lived a long time, but my best friend's dad died of a cardiovascular event right around that time. And that just made me realize, you know, you know, you can die young or, you know, mortality is, is, is something you should be considering. And I just wanted to make sure that, um, uh, I was putting myself on the best path to, to helping my health out, if that made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the doctor was like, Hey, you know, you're, you know, you all, I mean, I'm, 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 a like, you know, biracial, my dad's African American, my mom's Caucasian. And, um, one of the things that that's really common in African Americans is high blood pressure, just even at normal health. Like my dad, for example, 
He's always had high blood pressure, even when he was like ripped. You know, he was a cyclist, and so he took medication for high blood pressure. And the doctor was like, "You have high blood pressure, and you—that's an extra factor for you genetically. Um, you may always have high blood pressure, so um, you know you should do a diet called the Dash diet, dieting around, I think, stopping hypertension." And uh, it was—I looked it up, and I was like, "Okay, doc, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go all in on this, right? I was—I'm going to be highly motivated and like get into this diet. I'm going to take this seriously." And I go on, go home and look at it in Google, and it's like eat spinach and granola and like whole grains. And I had been coming from somebody who was used to eating like highly palatable, like you know, frozen pizza and you know, Taco Bell and you know, macaroni and cheese. And it's really hard to go from like eating junk food and like whatever you want to eating like what you think of as like this the deprivation diet, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I was like, no, I'll try it. And so there was an organic grocery store down the street, and I kind of was like, I'm going to buy healthy food and. I told my girlfriend, like, I'm going to eat healthy um, and just try that. And it just it just didn't work. You know what I mean? I couldn't st- I couldn't stick to it. Um, and I think the key was trying to find something that, that would work for me. And I went back on Google about a month later and just was looking at, you know, weight loss and nutrition. And I saw something like, you know, man loses like, you know, half his body weight on, on a diet. And I was like, well, fine, I'll click on what that is. And he was like, I did it with a low-carb diet. And I found – um, this thing called the low carb mega thread on a website called something awful, which I'm not sure if that still exists, but it was, a you know, some sort of forum and that found, I found Reddit, um, uh, the keto form on Reddit and just started reading about this. And I was like, whoa, I can just eat like, like steak and, you know, cheese and, yeah. and like lose weight, like sign me up for that. Right. It just sounded like this, this amazing thing. Um, and I, I talked to my mom, my mom had, had previously done Atkins and she's like, Oh yeah, you know, you should like look into that. And she sent me a book by Gary Tobbs called why we get fat. Mm-hmm. And I read that and you know, there's some claims in it that I'm not sure I agree with hundred percent. Um, um, you know, cause we're not, we're not really there with the science with everything, but it kind of told a story about, you know, insulin and blood sugar and, you know, carbs and it, it really kind of clicked. And I was, you know, I, I, it said like, you know, you, a lot of times people just always feel hungry. And then I ever feel satiated. And I was like, that's me. I could come home and like eat a, a bag of chips, like a family-sized bag of chips, and just be hungry a couple hours later. Or eat like an entire pizza and not really be like full. And and so I was like, hey, that makes that makes some sense to me. I'll, I'll, I'll just try this, you know, just give it a try. And so I started out and, you know, just I think I lost like 40 pounds in a couple months. And like my mind was blown. And then I kind of just went with it from there. Do you have any idea, like you probably weren't tracking – like your macros, you know, when you were eating kind of at will. But if you had to guess, looking back on it now, do you have any idea what your, like, total caloric intake for a typical day would be? Before I started? Yeah. Oh, man, it was, it was like, you know, that's the thing when, when you, uh, I've read about people looking back at how much they were eating. And I think, you know, you could, I could probably put down maybe like 4,000 in a day, 5,000 in a day sometimes, depending on, like, if you're drinking soda or, you know, milk or, um, you know, snacking, like, I think if it was one of those days where, you know, like, like the worst possible scenario when you're like going out and drinking some beer with your friends, like maybe you get up and have a breakfast, like a big bowl of cereal, you go to school, um, eat something from the dining hall or like the cafeteria, come home. And, you know, at that point my girlfriend was in school and I had a job. And so I'd come home and be hungry and just like make something for myself. And that's probably like, there more than enough calories the day and then she'd come home and be like okay let's get dinner and then it'd be like a thursday night let's go to the bar and have a couple beers and then we get some like you know appetizer at the bar and that like all adds up 
you know, and then maybe you're drunk at the bar. So you're like, man, let's stop at Taco Bell on the way home for like a late night snack, you know, and you're young and you think you can, you can do that, but you're not really paying attention. It just kind of adds up. So I'll probably, you know, be twice as much food as necessary to be like a normal functioning person. Yeah, it is crazy, man. Like how much, uh, how many, how many calories are in some of these meals that people just, you know, take for granted, like a typical meal, like you go out and eat Mexican or something. I mean, that's 2000 plus calories right there. Yeah, I mean, the, the portion size at your average uh, restaurant is pretty huge, and we kind of get conditioned for that to be normal, I think, um, or that it's normal to have, you know, um, I'll have some, like, you know, f- some wings with my beer or whatever, and then, you know, beers add up, and, you know, and you can have some alcohol, but it's not free, you know, it has a, a caloric cost that a lot of people don't consider as well. Yeah, and that, I mean, that and the ratios, like, you're looking at what these foods are made of. Um, like any of the the fast food and like the dining halls, the universities, you know, none of those are really, you know, macro friendly for for ketogenic type dieting. It's all pretty much high carbs with very little emphasis on healthy fats. Yeah, I know. And I was able to to make it work at some point once I discovered keto. But I was the weird guy who would go to the grill and say, "Can you just make me a piece of meat with cheese yeah. on it?" You know, or can you make me a salad with no like all the all the stuff normal people want in it. So you can make it work once you've learned, but it takes some time to figure it out. But the, the, the standard options available are just a lot of what is really cheap for the university to produce on a large scale, like lots of rice, lots of you know potatoes, lots of grains, because that's how you, you make a lot of food for a lot of people at once. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, okay, so so you start doing the, the ketogenic low-carb diet, and then what happens next? You lose like 40 pounds. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, just kind of go it, through the progression of that. Yeah, it, it worked really quickly, and I was kind of like, ha, 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 I've discovered this magical secret, and I'm going to, like, you know, I can go to, like, to the, we lived um, at that point in downtown St. Louis, and there was a Hooters, and I was like, I can go to Hooters and just eat wings, and I can go um, buy bacon and, and eat all this, like, delicious, like, sinful foods, you know, quote, unquote. Um, I think now, Miles, did fr- you go to Hooters for the wings, or are you going there for something? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I went with my girlfriend. We went together, so okay. I guess that works. If I was, if I was checking out girls, she would be there, you know, to, to stop that from happening. <laughs> they do have pretty good wings, though. You know, um, for, I guess for like entry level wings, they're, they're not that bad. Um, and we we both like sports, so we go there and watch some sports, um, and then get some wings. Um, and so yeah, you know, the Hooters definitely has more than wings. <laughs> <laughs> so so you do that, and then and then what happens? So, I mean, I kind of jumped in on it, and, and I, I guess uh, I didn't really know much. I just kind of knew that, oh, um, you know, keto is low carb, you know, I, but I didn't know, like, what the, really the ratios were. There wasn't, like, a consensus yet. It mm-hmm. just was, you know, more like, just keep your carbs low, and, you know, um, I wasn't trying to, like, really track calories, and so it was just kind of me kind of eating a very basic, you know, what someone would probably think is a very unhealthy diet, just lots of bacon and eggs and, you know, fried chicken wings. You know, when I go to, to the school, I go to the, the dining hall and just say, Hey, can you make me a piece of chicken or like a hamburger patty, which is like a piece of cheese on it. Or, and then I would maybe get a salad sometimes, but it was very simple. And I'm one of those people who can eat very, like a uh, very simple, um, low variety diet. Mm-hmm. And you know, my girlfriend wouldn't, um, and a lot of friends couldn't, but I would just eat very simple. I'd go to the store and just buy like salami, um, some nuts, and uh, kind of figure it out. I kind of had to figure it out, like what what can I actually eat? And I wasn't tracking any macros, and so I was still eating stuff like you know lightly breaded boneless wings, or you know maybe food that was just more low carb than like strict keto, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it just it really worked. I think when you when you 
I'm sure as you know, and a lot of people listening who know something about keto know, is that when you eat a high-carb diet, you have a lot of glycogen and water. And so when you first start, you, you just drop all this water. And that that's where a lot of the initial weight loss is. And so you see the number on the scale just kind of plummet, and you're like, oh, this is magic. And it's not magic, but you know, eventually that slows down. And so I lost like 40 pounds relatively quickly, but still like I, it was, even though I was committed to this diet, I was still focused on finding a job and school. And so it wasn't like, um, a hundred percent strict, you know, and then, you know, I had like cheat days and, you know, you know, there'd be social events where, you know, you still want to have a beer, you still want to have some friends, you don't want to be, um, you know, totally the odd man out. And so the weight loss kind of slowed down a little bit and I, I joined a gym and started lifting weights. And so it kind of stalled out and I, and I would go back and forth and be like, no, I gotta get back on this. I mean, look how, look how good it worked for you when you stuck to it. Um, and so that following summer, I came out to, to Washington state to work for the Tulalip tribe, which is in, in Marysville, North of Seattle. And that summer I, I was just kind of, you know, trying to, you know, go out and meet people. And so I would, I would go out and drink and, you know, socialize, but I never, I didn't stick to strict keto, but I never went back. If, if you will, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. my weight didn't go back up. I didn't go back to like eating a ton of food. I didn't go back to eating cereal and chips. I kind of tried, you know, tried to like kind of in the middle, which is not necessarily healthy, but I was definitely eating a lot less carbs and trying to be a little bit more mindful of it. And so my weight loss just kind of stopped. And then I came home or, you know, at that point back to St. Louis for my last year of law school. And I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to crush this. I'm going to like really like commit to this. And I lost about another, uh, 50 pounds that fall through, um, uh, Thanksgiving and into the new year. And then I, again, was a little bit less compliant with it, if you will. But at that point I, I was starting to track carbs. You know, I was like, um, with a, like a spreadsheet, you know, cause I didn't have my fitness pal. I just kind of had a, had a, a spreadsheet where I was like, okay, this is, this is how many carbs are in this hot dog from Costco or this, 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 uh, an avocado, you know, so I can calculate how much I, is in my salad when I go out to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I like get a lot of salads. Um, you know, I call meat salads where you just get a salad with some meat on top, you know, um, and kind of was getting more like scientific about it and it was working at that. And I still wasn't really tracking calories. I was just, you know, making sure that I'm not getting more than 20 or 50 carbs. Um, I was experimenting with supplements, like taking creatine for the gym and it, it was really working. And then I graduated from law school and moved back, um, to Washington state and then, you know, didn't have a job and didn't have, you know, um, income. And so I was kind of living with my parents until I got a job. And so I kind of went away from being so strict about it because I wasn't, wasn't gonna be like, Hey mom, just buy me a bunch of like keto food, you know, until I get yeah. my own job. So you're kind of like, you're like, Hey, you know, I'm going to be as minimal, little as a burden as I can and until I get on my feet. And thankfully my mom is pretty much a, a, a low carb dieter too. And so she was like, Oh, I got you. You know, we'll make sure you got food that you can eat. Um, but my weight loss kind of slowed down and kind of tapered. And then I um, got a job as an attorney and started working. And I, would, I think at that point, my weight just kind of was like slowly going down because I was, I was going to the gym. But I was doing, I guess, what a lot of people call lazy keto, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of eyeballing it, not really paying attention to it. And so, um, but I would go to the gym and just uh, work out really hard. I was doing um, a 5 through one you know, Jim Wendler's kind of powerlifting thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that worked really well. I put on a lot of strength, you know, deadlifting 500 pounds, squatting like, you know, 500 pounds, not benching very much. I'm always weak at bench, but, um, but you know, getting really strong, but then I would just come home and eat, eat a bunch of food, you know, go, go home, just eat a bunch of like cheese and bacon or whatever, you know, um, 
uh, not that amazing meals. And so if you're eating a ton of food, it doesn't really matter, right? You, you can't really out-exercise. I mean, out-exercise a bad diet. Right. And then um, at some point, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to just – I'm going to commit to it like all in. And I got um, you know, my fitness pal or whatever and just started actually tracking um, tracking everything strictly and then hit another stall. And I was like, you know what? I got to admit to it. I got to actually reduce my calories. And then it just kind of all like fell into place once you do it. You know, I think one someone some guy on YouTube described weight loss as is just math and willpower and that's like I guess simplistically that's what it is. I mean it's easier, easier said than done, but once you just kind of lock in into what you need to do um and can stick to it, which is the hard part and I know that from experience, it, it kinda works. And so I, I got down um I think my lowest I weighed um uh early last year was two oh two at six five. And that was a very like um I think uncomfortably lean, not like, you know, ripped bodybuilding lean, but I felt really weak and tired and cold and lost a bunch of strength. And my friends and family, my girlfriend were like, no, we want, you should be, you put some size back on, you know, people are a little bit concerned. Um, and I think a lot of that is just, you know, natural, like someone makes a big change in their life. Like, what, are they doing this on a healthy way? Are they yeah. starving themselves on drugs? Um, so what and was I the heaviest that you got up to? Four, four, uh, 60. 460. And the lowest yeah. was a 202? Yeah. Um, and that was over how much time? So like, I think in total about, um, five and a half, six years. And so it wasn't just like, just, you know, one day, you know, con a consistent straight line. It was uh, trying this and then seeing how it worked. And then, then kind of, I never went up, it just until recently when I've been bulking, but it was kind of like down plateau, down plateau, down plateau as you kind of like let life happen because it, I found it really hard to stay strict, committed to it at least back then from the start. And a lot of that was like kind of learning, you know, you kind of like build up um, a lot of skills about how to how to make this work no matter what you're doing or where you're going. And some of it was just being like, hey, man, I want to drink a bunch of beer this summer because I'm, you know, going out all the time, you know. It's kind of crazy. Like I, I like the fact that it took you five or six years to get that way because a lot of people, they just want that rapid weight loss. And there are some rapid weight loss stories out there. But then, I mean, you look at you look at the transformation that you've had you know, from 460, 465 to 202 over the course of five or six years, you know, when you look at your lifetime as a whole, five or six years is just, it's nothing. It's a little blip on the timeline. But that little blip, you know, if you look at that in the short term and tell somebody, okay, yeah, it's going to take you five years to lose this weight. I mean, that's like incredibly discouraging. But if you look at it from, you know, the high level view of your life as a whole, I mean, you've totally turned your life around and how you're going to be for the rest of your life based off of what you accomplished in that five or six year time span. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that and I, I've struggled with that too. You know, you want those instant results. I think a lot of people are like, you know, I remember just from having read on, on, on Reddit, which has been my primary source of reading about keto and kind of reaching out to people is you see people say, man, I'm stalled out, you know, not like the scale isn't moving for a week or a month. And I was like, you know, what if someone told you it would take like multiple years to get to your goal? You know, would you be able to commit to it? I mean, you know, it's same thing with, with me now putting on muscle, like I wish my arms got bigger, right? Every time I went to the gym, I wish I just got stronger. And I've, you know, my arms are bigger now than they were a year ago, but they're, they're not that much bigger, right? You know, it's, it's, and if, if I couldn't get those instant results, um, you might want to give up. But I, I, my, my, my question when people say that is like, well, yeah, if, if only I lost this weight, well, and then what, you know, is your life going to be magically better? if you just lose all the weight in a month, you know, it's like how, what's, what's your life going to be like, you know, how are you going to make this like, sustainable for you going, for your entire life, no matter what you're doing? 
It's kind of like so, people that win the lot lottery, you know, they, they win the lottery yeah. and they don't know what to do with it all. Kind of the same concept applies to people that just have crazy, rapid weight loss transformations, whether healthy or unhealthy, you know. Not always. I mean, everybody's going to be different. But, you know, when you take the time, it, it takes a lot of effort and it, it takes much longer than people would like to hear. It makes you appreciate the process that much more and you're more likely to, you know, sustain that type of you know healthy lifestyle and weight and keep the weight off. Yeah, I mean, there's been times when I looked back and I was like, oh, man, if only I discovered this earlier, if only I had been stricter to it, I could have done it faster. But, you know, um, I think the way I did it just made it help, help me learn how to do it sustainably for me and also kind of taught me some lessons like, hey, you know, even if I'm not strict to it, like, you know, like hardcore committed to like logging stuff and having tracking it, like I know that if as long as I do it kind of in an intuitive way, I can kind of, you know, maintain or least be a relatively healthy person you know as long, if i don't go back to just doing whatever i want um i know it's that when that's what makes it sustainable i know that hey i don't need to like every day weigh my food i would need to do that if i wanted to like hit, hit like a target number like man i want to put on some muscle so i need to make sure i'm hitting my macros to put muscle on or i, oh, I need to cut some fat i need to, i need to be like on point but i know that i could just from my experience of of like stopping and plateauing and starting that i could just kind of intuitively eat that way and kind of maintain myself going forward absolutely and make it sustainable what are some of the things i mean you, you got into this you know doing keto kind of long before it became the hype that it is now um what are, what are some things that you've kind of like learned along the process that that there's just like a lot of confusion and conflicting information out there now and that that you would gravitate towards so i you know i'll start with the most controversial thing um and i think that's that calories matter like keto is not magic um, I think there's this there's this attitude out there um, that it's this magical, wonderful thing um, and that like you know the cheat code or something like that. Um, now that said, I think that it's a, it's a superior diet for a, a lot of people trying to lose weight, and I think it's a superior diet in terms of actually improving your health. A lot of people think, oh, you can't eat all this meat and this protein and be healthy, and I think no, you you really can. You know, I've 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 seen it in myself, just like the bio labs, all that stuff, and so I think it can be a great thing. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's a tool. Um, and, you know, I know that we don't know all the science, but I don't think it's just purely insulin, the end of the story, and it's, you know, carbs are evil, end of story. You know, calories still matter. Um, and I learned that from my, my personal experience. I mean, I lost a lot of weight never looking at a calorie, right? But that's because when you weigh a bunch, you can eat a lot of food. And, you know, your caloric need um, uh, to sustain that is pretty high. And so if you just, like, eat keto your your appetite does come down and you don't need as much food like you know when i was eating a lot of carbs i i could just i was ravenous all the time mm -hmm. you know my my blood sugar was out of control you know i would i would eat it wake up eat a bowl of cereal and like man that bowl of cereal was not enough and now i want like you know some some crackers a granola bar and you just be constantly hungry now i can wake up and just not eat food you know i if i wanted to i could just you know fast all day until dinner time or i could wake up and just have some you know, some bacon and eggs and that can get me through the whole day, whole day. And so if you, if you, if you, um, once you control that, you could not really, uh, you're subconsciously eating all this food. Now that said, um, once I got down to a more normal body weight, like the weight loss stopped. And the only thing that made it continue was saying, look, what's my actual caloric need? And then I have to reduce that. And so that, I think that was the number one learning experience for me is that calories matter. And it matters when I'm trying to put, put, muscle on you know i need to eat enough food to fuel my workouts and if i don't eat enough food to fuel my workouts i my gym performance just sucks 
and yeah. I feel miserable, you know? So that's that, that was a big takeaway. And, and that's controversial. A lot of people have a lot of problems with that. Um, and I, I think that, you know, 2,000 calories of keto food versus 2,000 calories of the standard American diet, that 2,000 calories of keto is superior. You know, you're more optimized. It, you know, you're going to have better performance. You're going to feel better. But you can't just say, oh, I'm going to eat keto um, and I can eat whatever I want whenever I want and and lose weight. It's just not true in my experience. I 100% agree. Like it blows my mind that there's as much of an argument for calories not mattering. Not mattering. I don't know if that's a word. But I mean, it, it just, it's just surreal to me that, that people believe that calories would not matter. Yeah. I mean, everything matters. Like your body yeah. and everything you subject it to, you know, has a role and it has an effect. Like you can't, there's no free lunch. Like everything's going to impact something. Yeah, exactly. And I, th- I still think it's what I would say um, if I met somebody like your average guy and he's overweight and he said, hey, Miles, well, what did you do? Um, I wouldn't say, man, you need to bust out your calculator and like, you know, calculate everything, you know, build a spreadsheet because not everybody can do that or wants to do that. Right. I would say, hey, man, just try lowering your carbon take and see. I th- and I think a lot of people that would work for them because you don't really need, you know, unless you really, really want to get like like hardcore weight loss which a lot of people do, but if your average person just wants to be more healthy and kind of do it more intuitively, I think they could probably drop some weight, you know, without having to worry about it. But if you really want to get some really extreme results, you got to put in that effort to, to kind of follow that. That's my experience. And I, and I know that because I have plenty of friends who eat totally different diets, you know, vegan or vegetarian or, you know, kind of like a paleo diet or um, whatever and have, have you know, who, are, who work out in the gym and have, you know, or want to lose weight and it's for the same thing for them it's just like they got to hit their macros or their calorie targets with their diet and then it works for them so i know that it's like i said keto isn't just this magical special thing i think it's great i think it's amazing and i think it works well for me and can work well for a lot of people but it's not some sort of secret science violating like you know magical device yeah i agree what about uh, uh like your ratios what are your like fat and protein ratios tend to be um, so now, um, I'm in a kind of a state where I'm trying to put some muscle on. And so, you know, I'm eating more food. I think my, my rule of thumb is that I just try to keep, um, uh, my carbs at a, at a, right, a low enough way that I stay kind of in a ketosis, keto, 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 um, and ketosis. <laughs> sorry, I, I guess ketogenic state would be the phrase. And for me, that's, I can go probably as high as 50, but I try to keep it just for, um, you know, I guess, a I go over about 25 because that's like the safe zone, I guess, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have personal experience. I can go higher because I'm a bigger dude. Um, so I keep it like 25. And from there, I kind of have just intuitively came to, up to about 65, 70% fat and the rest, um, um, you know, 30, 35% protein. And I've exper- experimented myself with higher protein and higher fat. And I think I've, I find that I need less protein to um, – and a little bit more fat to be like, like the optimal performance. I think for fuel, like just energy, feeling good. Um, I've tried like I'm gonna eat like 200, 250 grams of protein. Eat, eat a lower fat diet, not like low fat, but lower fat ratios, and that I, I didn't necessarily feel as good. Um, and so I, I kind of now do close to 65, 70 percent fat. I don't just like I'm gonna put fat in everything, like fat bomb this. Um, I think that there's a place for that. You know, if you need more calories, you need more energy to like sustain like a long workout or a long hike. But I'm not just like, man, I got to pour olive oil and everything. Yeah. It's more just kind of intuitively. Um, I know if I if I get this kind of meat, it's going to be about that ratio. And so I try to hit about 65, 70 percent fat. And I definitely, 
I'm never one of those people who's like, oh man, if I eat too much protein, it's stigmatic ketosis and you know all that. I think there's on the keto gains form, uh, keto gains form, they have this phrase like, you know, chase results, not ketones. I'm not trying to make sure my my blood glute, blood ketone level is a certain ratio or oh man, I ate too much protein. It's more like I know I from a personal experience that you know too much protein or too little fat or whatever doesn't really work as well for me. So I just try to make sure I eat a little bit more fat, a little bit less protein. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, that's kind of one of the more common mistakes is people having a little too high protein, a little too low fat to really kind of optimize for the diet. Yeah, and some people are, conversely, I just think like it's all fat and you shouldn't eat protein. And so I think I wouldn't be afraid of it. I think like I, I'm a big proponent in personal experimentation. I love the guys out there like Danny Vega and you and, and, and other people out there who are just like, well, just try it on yourself. Like, I'm going to eat high protein this month, or I'm going to eat more fat this month. I'm going to eat, you know, more vegetables or no vegetables, and just see how that makes you feel. And so I, I just have tried that myself. Like one summer, like last summer, I ate like a bunch of chicken, you know, for most of my protein and salad, versus now I'm eating more red meat, and I feel better eating more red meat. And I think that's just because it has more fat. Yeah, I agree. I think... Uh... You know, I, and I've said this on all my podcasts, but I'm always advocating, you know, kind of people taking their health and, and their, their lifestyle into their own hands and just being open to the idea of self-experimentation because everybody's different. Like I, I can take the knowledge that I've gained over, you know, all the clients that I've worked with and apply that knowledge to people, but they might do something totally different that works better for them as an individual. You know, you have to have that kind of flexibility to see what your body responds well to. And the cool thing about self-experimentation is you know, the more variables you remove, the more, you know, you track things, you're able to easily identify what variables are having an effect on what, which is, you know, why I advocate, you know, staying on top of what it is you're actually doing and subjecting your body to. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think that's really important is just tracking, tracking what you're doing and then experimenting yourself. Like my, my um, girlfriend, she's like, you know, you should try eating more vegetables. And so I was like, yeah, man, I'll just make a committed effort to adding more keto friendly vegetables into my diet and see if it makes me feel better and added more and did make me feel better and then i kind of found a balance where you know some of the some some more of this or that makes me it does make me feel better and i I am you know sleeping better or feeling better or working better in the gym but i don't need to go hardcore and eat tons of this or like just eat tons of broccoli but you know definitely adding some definitely improves my diet and so that was just trying it on myself i think that's I i think never be afraid of like failure you know it's either you you know either you succeed or you you learn is my attitude so just try something and see if it works for you yeah i I totally agree when i was when i was younger and first started getting into lifting i was always hesitant to try a different lifting program because i was scared that you know if i do this for six months and it doesn't result in as you know positive a gain as i would like then that's six months wasted but i mean Six, six months in the grand scheme of things is nothing. So, no, you know, it's nothing. Yeah. Just trying. And I mean, that, that six months might have resulted in, you know, an even better program. And the same is true with your diet, you know, kind of trying things out. And if you fail and you lose some time, then you know with more certainty going forward, which takes the guesswork out of things and decisions you make in the future. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's just that learning experience, putting the time in and saying, well, looking, being able to look back and say, look, you know, three months, I didn't really get this, but I learned that from that, you know. That's, I think, uh, a good way of approaching it. And I think that's very true for the gym. I mean, I think, like, a lot of people are always, like, trying to figure out, um, oh, man, which which workout plan should I do? Um, you know, trying this. And, and I'm always like, hey, man, the best one is the one you're going to stick to. You know, stick to it. And it takes sticking to it is not just, you know, three weeks or 
couple months. It takes a lot of effort over a lot of time to kind of make your body respond and see what, what you're, what's working for you. And it, it does take a long time, like six months or even a year in some cases. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm curious, what, what did you do with the vegetables? Cause that's kind of like a hot topic right now is yeah. you know, vegetables versus no vegetables. Yeah. Vegetables versus no vegetables. The carnivore thing is definitely really hot right now. So yeah, I mean, when I, I never liked vegetables growing up and that comes from having like my dad never likes vegetables. And so, you know, I didn't really have a, a, a very like good understanding of, of, you know, what was good and healthy. I just knew that, man, you know, I don't want to eat that. Right. Um, Except for, except for stuff that's like you know potatoes or maybe carrots or you know the 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 very um starchy ones um like rice and stuff and you know um my girlfriend now she's a vegetarian she's probably like you know close to being a vegan and and she is really supportive of of me not being in that that kind of diet but she was always like hey man you should eat more vegetables you know because that's what she, what she's all about right and I'm like, you know, no, I hate vegetables. Um, I don't need vegetables. I remember when I first started keto on Reddit, I would debate people like, no, you don't need vegetables. It's like you don't need fiber. It's not essential. You know, I, I can – I have bowel movements. I'm healthy, all this stuff. And and so I was like, I'll try this. And I added more salad vegetables and asparagus and, you know, Brussels sprouts, to kind of those kind of things. And it definitely did make me feel better, not like, um, you know uh, – uh, just a magical overnight health improvement, but I definitely realized I felt better when I was getting a little bit more fiber in my diet. Not a lot, but more more variety. But also, I enjoyed it more. It just made you know you know having that 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 texture of something that wasn't meat or or nuts or cheese really helped it out. And I think that kind of made um, the diet more sustainable for me. It allowed me to like have more variety um, and let me uh, find some things that I approached. And so, but then recently, people are like, "Oh, you don't need vegetables. You can do this pure carnivore thing." And I was, I, my response to that is I'll try that and see how I feel because it's an experiment. And so I reduced the how many vegetables I was eating. And I, I think that there is something there. I, I'm not like sold on the whole idea that we can just eat steak every, for all our meals and just be, you know, fully optimized. But I do think we need less fiber, um, and less, uh, vegetables and we think we need because a lot of them have anti-nutrients in them or stuff that's that's bad for us but there is some good vitamins in it and so my takeaway on it is that i can feel healthy and uh, and be healthy with less vegetables than i think people would would uh advocate for but i'm never i'm not gonna just cut them out of my diet i like my avocados i like my asparagus i like my, my salad i like spinach i even like kale so these these are things that I, I think I'm going to be eating because I like them and that they add some nutrients to my diet, but not because I have to because I'm going to die if I don't eat them. Yeah, for sure. So I, and I think that people again experiment with yourself. I think there's people out there who are very healthy who eat very little vegetables, and some people who aren't healthy that way. So I think that you know the more we experiment with this, the more we we look at it and let people go get their like blood work done, the better. So I say um do 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 works best for you. I I, I don't think you need as much fiber everyone's like oh man you gotta eat all this fiber all this fiber all this fiber and everyone's like how do you how do you like function with low fiber and i was like i don't know my gut works fine you know just when yeah, i took all this like adaptation diet, process you know and as soon as your body adapts to it i mean it, that becomes your new norm yeah exactly so i'd say fine it works best for you and so now i i eat vegetables because i think they're, they're tasty not because they're like oh it's something you got to do for like a moral re- reason you know <laughs> Yeah, I I like vegetables simply because it's it helps soak up some of the fats, you know. Yeah, exa- exactly, exactly, exactly. What I'm thinking it's a good delivery system. Yeah, exactly. Um, what about uh, so like what about your training? Actually, let's back up even more. So you 
lost a ton of weight. Um, g- give me, give me, let's tug at the heartstrings a little bit, man. Give me like a like a emotional moment or something. I mean, you said you stepped on the scale and they, they wouldn't let you use that when they needed to upgrade the scale. But like, yeah. was there any kind of relationship stuff, like hard conversations with your girlfriend or family yeah, or something yeah. that just really just took the gut check to you? Yeah. So like on the on the, I guess from like the flip side, right? Like my entire life, no one really was like, oh man, you're too fat. Right. I mean, maybe like there's some bullies or like in high school, like, oh, you're fat. But I could like, you know, I could I could beat people up if I if it came down to it. I, I've only been in a couple of fights in my life and I won all of them because I'm, I was always a pretty strong person. Right. So no one really like physically bullied me. But there are people in high school who were like, oh, you're fat and, you know, blah, blah. But that kind of always was a positive growing up. They're like, oh, man, you can play football. You're cut out for this. You know, you're huge. And, you know, you know, you're you know, you're like this big friendly guy. Right. So no one ever kind of like shamed me or made me feel uncomfortable except for my grandfather because my grandfather um, is always about health and fitness and he'd always be like, look, I want to tell you something and I, I, I tell this out of love is like, you know, you, you're, you're just too big and I'm, you need to lose weight for your health and he'd say that every time he saw me, you know, not every time but, you know, he'd just say, hey man, you know, are you working on this, right? And he'd be the only person who would say that. You know, my dad would be like, I want you to exercise but but no one really was like going to, push back and say, man, we're worried about you. Cause mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people in, that's really uncomfortable in life. You know, no one wants to say like you're, you're, you're killing yourself or you're, you're too fat. Those are very difficult conversations to have. Um, and so it was always kind of just me making the decision for myself. I mean, I was, you know, I always had a girlfriend, you know, I always was, had friends, you know, I wasn't ever socially isolated. I was always kind of the fat person, I guess, but or not always just the only one, but you know, I was, you know, life has always been kind of okay for me. You know what I mean? I never got super depressed or I socially isolated or ostracized, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, um, so it wasn't like, man, I got to do this, um, for that. But that, that said, I mean, I, I, I did in college, there were some like, you know, attractive guys who were just in good shape and I was kind of like a little bit jealous of that. And I was like, man, I kind of want to have their success. And so I, that was kind of a motivation to kind of turn my life around. But I would say that the, the primary motivation was always, like health, because I, I had most of what I wanted of life, even though I was unhealthy, if that makes sense. You yeah. know, I had a girlfriend, I had friends, I had family. Um, so there was no emotional moments there. But then once I started to to lose weight, I think that like, and, and lose a lot, I think that's, there's a lot of people who are like, whoa, what are you doing? Like what, like you've always been this way. Like how's this, what are you doing? Are you, are you starving yourself? Are you, are you like doing like you know weight loss drugs? Like even my dad was like, "You're you're too, you're too skinny." And I was like, "Dad, you've always been this healthy guy. Like now I'm like a healthy person. Like what are you what are you, what are you talking about? You know what I mean?" Mm-hmm. And I think my my girlfriend was was worried too. And I think and that's that comes out of a place of love. You know what I mean? Like people like when you make a big change, it's they're like people are concerned about you. They're like, "Are you taking care of yourself?" Right? I think wait, you see it on all the time on. If you go online, people are always like, oh, man, my best friend is like, you're losing too much weight. Or my mom is like, you're losing too much weight. Or like, people are like, stop it. You're skinny. You know, I've had, I had multiple people say, stop, you've lost too, enough weight. And, I'm, and my response to them is like, you know, who are you to tell me how much weight I need to lose? You know, yeah. you know, like, I know what, what's healthy or not. I know that I'm still obese or that my blood pressure is this. Like, I'm, I, I got to do it for myself. But a lot of people had a lot of, a lot of feelings about it. And, you know, I think that's, that's very normal. And I think the important takeaway for me is that a lot of it comes out of love first. Your friends and family, 
are doing it not because they're trying to spite you, but because it's a big change and they're, they could be worried about you. And then that's, you, you read about that. I, I bought some book, um, about like weight loss and like psychology, I think, um, or like checked it out. I probably like an ebook I listened to or something like that. And it mm-hmm. said, you know, often one of the biggest struggles is your friends and family because they're not, some of them may actually be jealous, but it's mostly like they're just concerned about you and they may like push back. And so how do you handle that? And so I think the psychology of, am I going too far? Am I unhealthy? Do I, do I have dysmorphia? Like you, you can start, you can, you can second guess yourself if everyone's telling you that it's too extreme. And so there's a lot of emotional like, um, component there. And that, that's the thing a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, this weight loss at the end of the day is pretty simple math, but the psychology behind it is like, that's the hard part. I mean, that's my takeaway is like, you know, I never, I don't want to like go back and like that whole like pressure uh, from everyone. And, you know, you know, you've done enough, you know, that's the hard part, kind of maintaining that kind of finding a good, healthy equilibrium. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's often, it often goes back to the mindset. It's crazy though that, I mean, you, you get more pushback from people you know, as you were losing weight than before you started losing weight. Exactly. No, I mean, I only had like one or two people ever tell me you're gaining too much weight or you're too fat. I had tons of people tell me you've lost enough weight, like at work, you know, friends, family, um, just, you know, I, I, you know, it's kind of funny. Like in my, in my, I, I, I moved, um, down to Tacoma from, uh, from Bellingham up here in Washington and changed offices and changed kind of like social groups. And my new social group only knows me one way. Right. So they've they never seen me you know, heavier. Um, and so they're just like, Oh, this is who miles is. And, you know, so there's nothing weird about how he eats or what his nutrition is, but you know, other group people saw me lose a lot of weight. And so, um, the, as they saw that, they're like, what are you doing? Are you, you know, unhealthy? Right. And the new group hasn't seen that. And so like, it's kind of about, I think it comes down to like people seeing a change and being kind of like dealing with how, how do they process that change? But definitely there was a lot more like you're, like stop losing weight than like stop gaining weight. You know, the people you see on the internet, people will say, how come no one told me to stop eating all this pizza? But once I start eating bacon, they're like, stop eating that bacon. You know, yeah. <laughs> it is crazy. I think people, you know, they, they compartmentalize the people they know and they put them in a box and exactly. you know, like this is, this is miles. He's, he's the, the big, the big teddy bear that everybody loves, but he's, he's just a big guy, you know? So as soon as you break that trend and that uh, ideology of you, they, they don't know what to do with themselves. And it, it's like they push back on you because they're uncomfortable almost. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I try to think about that. You know, that, 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 that phrase you said, putting you in a box, that is so true in so many ways in life. Like people will put you into a box. And if you try to get out of that box, they really push back against that. And that's not just weight loss. That's just anything like confidence, you mm-hmm. know, um, whether, you know, your, your work. If you're like someone at work who doesn't speak up, you know, you're not a servant meetings and all of a sudden you start being a servant meeting. It's like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? You know, you know, Jennifer, you're not the one who like, who has ideas, you know? And so if you want to be more sort of at work, people are going to push back against that. If you want to be, um, you know, if you're normally the polite person who, who gets walked all over, you try to put up a healthy emotional boundary to your friends and family. They're going to really push back against that and test that. Like, is this change real? Um, and that's, that's pretty big for, for, um, fitness and nutrition like yeah i was like the big like teddy bear guy once i stopped being that everyone's like whoa who is this miles you know that's why so. it's so critical that people i mean it sounds harsh but you have to audit your family you have to audit your friends you have to audit your relationships and and truly determine if you know almost selfishly are you benefiting 
from yeah. having them in your life. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to do what's right for you. And honestly, I mean, you don't want to do wrong by anybody. But if, like, people people will hold you back without even knowing it. And they'll hold you back without you even knowing it. And unless you kind of have a pulse on that and are conscious of it, you know, you can set yourself back in so many different ways in life. Yeah, I mean, there's that, there's that phrase that's kind of a cliche that, like, you know, you're the average of the people you spend most of your time with. And a, a lot of people may have really unhealthy people in their lives. Like, if you're an alcoholic and you're trying to, to not drink and your friends all drink, they can hold you back. You know, if you're trying to get clean from, from a drug or something like that, you kind of have to surround yourself with people that um, are healthy. I'm, I'm very fortunate that my friends and my family have been largely supportive, even though none of them are, are, are keto, right? Like my girlfriend's a vegetarian, mm -hmm. but she, she has my back because she loves me and that's an important support, you know, but I'm, I don't, it probably wasn't easy for her to, to just be like, okay, my boyfriend's gonna eat a bunch of meat all the time. Um, you know, and my dad, um, my dad's not, he's classic, like, you know, carbs and, and bread and, and all the, you know, traditional diet and that worked for him for such a long time. And so he's kind of like, well, you know, this is weird, but he's like, no, I'm proud of, you know, you being strong and, and, and improving your health. And so my mom, of course, you know, she's, she's very like low carb friendly. And so like the, the main people in my life who, who, who are like there and care about me, support me. And a lot of my friends have supported me too, which is important, but there's definitely like people who are more toxic. And, and I, I have friends who've had the same experience. And there's some jealousy or, you know, like sometimes, like you can be the fat friend and if you stop being the fat friend, someone doesn't want you to not be the fat friend and kind of be like, why are you doing this? You know, I, I read about it all the time on the internet and, and someone says, Hey, what do I do in this situation? And it's like, look, you gotta, maybe this person isn't really your friend, you know? So that, that's a really hard realization. Uh, you know, I've, I've had to deal with that a lot of times. Like there, there's been several times, you know, since I've started, you know, the business keto savage where it's just taken up a lot of my time that I would have, you know, previously spent hanging out doing things that were, you know, good things but not really moving me forward in life and to to audit those you know time uh those time slots and to you know focus on something that I'm, I'm more passionate about causes tension with people in my past and you know that's not an easy conversation to have that's not an easy situation to be in but it's it's the reality of life and I mean if you just simply give in to what is easier and what's you know demands less backbone um you know, it's it can be very very toxic. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm very lucky that most of my relationships have not been harmed by like this kind of change, and most people are supportive. And then I'm just trying to make sure that I'm not, conversely, I'm not just some sort of like zealot yeah. who's like enforcing my will on everybody else. You know, I want everyone to do what's best for them. But I'm definitely I've, I try to be a, a source of support. Except that a lot of people come to me and say, Hey, what do I do? And I'm I'm dealing with this issue. And I, and I said, Hey, my you know, if your parents aren't supporting you. You know, don't piss your parents off, but maybe don't look for them for support in this. Look somewhere else for support. Find a community online that can help you out. You know, I think uh, I think that that's good. And you know, I think um, one of the things that I've done that's helped me is I'll look at people giving me advice, and if they're not even in the position in life that I strive to achieve myself, and they're giving me advice counter to what I'm working towards, mm -hmm. then then their their advice isn't even necessarily applicable to what I'm trying mm -hmm. to do. Like I'm trying to get to a different spot than they're in. So why would what they say really, you know, determine my success going forward? Yeah, exactly. And that's something I, I approach in all aspects of my life, my career as well, not just with with the fitness and nutrition. Yeah, that's, that's that's good. That's healthy. Um, well, what about uh, so? One of the common questions I get asked, you know, people lose a lot of weight. Uh, and they have like the loose skin. What what's that been like for you? 
Oh yeah, I, I, loose skin is definitely a thing. You know, I definitely have loose skin on my stomach and my legs and a little bit on my arms. Definitely my chest too, right? I have like the kind of the the pack, I have pecs and then my nipples are kind of not in the right spot, right? Um, and that just is what it is. I mean, a lot of people I think would be self conscious about that, but I'm never, I've never really been self conscious about my body. You know, I'm just a big guy. I take up space. You know, I'm, I'm not a model. You know, I mean, I'm confident in what I look like, but I've never really been ashamed of my body, if, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a guy out there on the internet who has a, a Reddit, uh, or not Reddit, a YouTube called Obese to, Obese to Beast, mm-hmm. and he has his loose skin, and he's like, I'm not getting rid of it because it's kind of like a reminder. You know, maybe if in the back of my mind it kind of bothers me, but it's not, it, it doesn't cause me like psychological problems. It is what it is, right? I think the only thing I, I, I have to remember is that I probably have, I don't know, maybe like 10 pounds of loose skin, 15 pounds of loose skin from just reading about what, what the average amount of is removed. And so in my head, I'm like, well, you know, if, if I was just going on a number on the scale, right? Like, Oh, a healthy weight for me is like, you know, two Oh five or whatever. Then I'm like, Oh, I got, if I'm not there, I got extra skin to, to consider there. That's the only time I really think about it is in my mind. And then also like, um, you know, maybe I would want to have a, a nice like shredded set of abs. Right. But I was going to have some fluff down there covering that up because of that loose skin. Um, so that's my only real issue with it. It's never been a problem. I mean, am I, am I going to look as good as somebody who, who never, um, was fat, you know, at the beach? No, but I don't, I'm not entitled to, I, I did this damage to my body, you know, and this, and that's what I'm, what I'm dealing with. You know what I mean? Like, this is just a result of my lifestyle and it's, and the only way it's going to go away is with surgery, but that's a lot of money and I'd rather spend money on other things. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's good that you get healthy relationship with a healthy mindset towards it. And, and mine isn't isn't that bad. I mean, I've seen some people on the internet who have like some really serious, you know, really really bad loose skin. And if I was in that situation, I'd probably want to get it cut off. But mine is pretty pretty okay. You know, especially it's, it looks better now that I put some muscle back on uh, for sure. Have you noticed uh, it tightening up at all? Like, I mean, I know it just takes a lot longer than people would like. But have you noticed it tightening up since you've been training and everything? Yeah, a little bit. I definitely in my, my legs more than anywhere else. Um, but not, it's not like, like super dramatic. It's, it's definitely tightened up. Um, and some people I know I've from, I've seen and talked to them and it tightens up a little bit more, but mostly it's permanent. I did talk to a doctor once at a physical and just say, Hey, in your experience, is this really going to go away? And he's like, no, it's, it's gonna, it, you're, it's slowly over time. It might get reduced a little bit. Um, but your skin is kind of like it's once it's stretched out, it kind of stays stretched out, you know, with like stretch marks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like an organ that just has grown to be that big. Like, and that's why, you know, when, when the average person who's lost a lot of weight gets it removed, they lose like 10 pounds because of all that connective tissue in there. Like I have a, a big, like, I don't know if you ever, if I'm like feeling my, my stomach around my belly button, it's just weird. It feels like a, like it's a flayed balloon in there, you know, cause there's, that's where so much skin was. It's just kind of funny actually. I, I'm more amused by it than anything else, yeah. but I don't wear it like a, a, a badge of like of pride. I just, as a more of a reminder, like, like this is what you did to yourself, you know, like actions have consequences. You're never going to be like, like have a, a perfect body. I don't want a perfect body cause I'm not a perfect person, but I think that's just more of my, men, my mentality. Cause I, I, I was never losing weight for vanity's sake. I mean, maybe I'm putting muscle on for vanity's sake, but I, I lost weight to, to 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 live, not because I I was like, man, I need to be a hot guy. That's really really good, man. Like I feel like a lot of people have a, a really negative outlook towards any imperfection they have on their body, um, 
which I mean, it's understandable. Like you want, like yeah. your body is your body. It's your fortress, your temple. You want it to be the best that you can, but at the same time, like it also is what it is. So you have to be confident and comfortable with who you are and kind of how you're born and what you have and what you've created of yourself. Um, yeah. I think you kind of have to, you know, be the best you and own that. I mean, I, I look online and be like, man, I wish I could be a tall guy with huge arms and like perfectly shredded, but I mean, that's not realistic. I can, but I can be the best me and I can, you know, kind of improve my, 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 my body. Um, but it's really hard not to pair yourself with others. I know that, but I think I, I just fortunate that I think nationally, I've just always been kind of comfortable in my own skin and you kind of have to be when you're just this big guy, you know, going through life. But do you, were you ever like that? Or were you ever the opposite of that? Did you ever have like an insecurity with your loose skin or were you always just kind of having this more positive outlook towards it? Um, I know, I think, I mean, it's just, I mean, I'd be, I'd be, It'd be totally dishonest to say, man, I'm, I've never thought about it. Like, you know, if I went to the beach, you know, in the summertime and took my shirt off, you know, that I'm going to look a little bit weird, right? Like, I, I went to, to Michigan um, with some friends uh, last summer who, who some of them had seen me had lost weight, but some of them hadn't seen me in a, couple, a, a while, and I lost a lot of weight. And, then, you know, I knew I was probably going to be with my shirt off and stuff. And in my head, I was like, yeah, this might be a little bit weird. But I was like, you know, whatever, you know, you know, I'll, I'll be fine. And so... I'd be if I didn't have some of those thoughts, I'd be dishonest. But for the most part, I'm like, this is my body, this is what it is. You know, I am who I am, and I think that's kind of how I approached it. But a lot of that goes back to before I didn't really, when I was overweight, I wasn't just like ashamed of myself. I mean, maybe I should have been more ashamed of myself as a motivation, but I've always been comfortable with who I was. You know, it's good, man. It's really good. I think, uh, I mean, what you said, I can't even say any better. Like you said it perfect. You know, it is what it is. You've I'm kind of harsh on myself and kind of harsh on others, but I always say, you know, you have earned and deserved whatever you have or don't have in life. Like mm-hmm. nobody owes you anything. The world doesn't owe you anything. You, what you have is the direct result of what you've, what you've created for yourself. So like, mm-hmm. you know, having the loose skin is, you know, a good reminder of, of what you, you know, led to like the weight gain and everything and how that, I mean, that cause that, at the end of the day, I mean, that was you that was eating the food. Um, mm-hmm. but it, it's really, really awesome that you have the outlook that you do and you've, you know, come to agreement with it and just, you know, accept it for what it is and, and truly try to make the best that you can make with what you have on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Maybe if I had, if I came into a bunch of money for some reason and then I couldn't figure out a, a better purpose for that money, you know, and I can think of a lot of good purposes for money, like investment and saving and, you know, businesses or travel. But maybe if I had, you know, just some sort of extra windfall or like inheritance or something that just kind of came out of nowhere, I would consider it, you know, but it's not a priority for me. Very cool. Very cool. Um, we'll talk about about the muscle building, man. Like you've been kind of focusing on building now as opposed to losing. And so how, how long have you been kind of making that your primary focus? Well, when I first uh, uh, started keto, I went to the gym and to, to lift and lifting weights because, you know, I, I wasn't really good at cardio. As you imagine, whenever weight, like cardio sucks. Mm-hmm. And so I was always like, man, I don't want to do this. But I actually did. I did couch to 5K. And, and, and I had a bike and was always cycling, but I, I was like, I'm going to focus on being strong. And when I started, um, uh, when I moved, when I, after law school, I uh, started doing more of like a powerlifting workout routine, like five through one um, was kind of the one I was using. And I was making a lot of strength gains, you know, basically eating as much food as I wanted. Cause like if you eat a lot of food, you can put a lot of strength and size on. And then I, flip that to, to be like okay now i want to lose weight and, and use keto to lose weight and i would go to the gym and i couldn't do like 
it's really hard workouts. Like every every couple weeks, the weight would come down, right? And that was really disheartening. You know, I was used to be to be able to squat and deadlift like 500 pounds and military press a lot, and so I lost a lot of strength. And I switched to more of kind of like a you know just a five by five workout more to maintain strength. And then when I, I bottomed out um, early last year, and I was like, okay, now I'm gonna actually start bulking. I switched over to um, kind of a push pull legs, mm-hmm. you know, which is pretty popular. Um, and I, I, that I, I think both five through one push pull legs, you know, whatever ice cream fitness, whatever sort of workout routine. There's a lot of good ones out there. Um, but for me, I'm not like a a, a class person. Like I, I I don't think CrossFit's really for me because I'm more of like a lone wolf in the gym kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I think CrossFit. I have, I have friends who do it and they love it, and so I think that's great for them. Um, but I was, I was kind of like more of a, a compound weight lift by yourself kind of guy. And I, um, and that works for my schedule because I just, you know, I work, you know, a lot as an attorney. And so I want something I can just kind of go whenever I want, not have to have a set time to show up at the gym for a class. And, um, so that's what I've, I've been doing and, and it's really come down just to consistency, just going to the gym, even when you're not feeling that great, um, and trying to make sure that you, you add, you're adding more weight, you're not just screwing around. Um, and with keto, just eating more food. You got to make sure you're eating enough calories to kind of build that. And uh, I went from like not being able to do pull-ups to being able to do pull-ups, and you know, getting putting some size on. And honestly, you know, in the past, I was kind of in that like powerlifting uh, mindset. Like I don't need to worry about like aesthetics. I just want to like you know be able to squat a bunch and deadlift a bunch. And I had this big ego, right? I loved going to the gym. Because I didn't go to like a, a big powerlifting gym, right? I went to like your average, you know, kind of gym. I love going to the gym and just like deadlifting 500 pounds and make everyone look across, look across the room like, who's that guy making all that noise? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, I kind of like that kind of ego boost. But then I I kind of, when I started losing weight and lost all the strength, like my primary focus now is, is strength, but also a little bit more aesthetics. I kind of want to have better looking arms, you know what I mean? I don't want to have T-Rex arms. I kind of want to have bigger shoulders, you know. I kind of want to have some, uh, uh, you know, a little bit more of a taper in my body. And so I'm focusing more on classic like, bro bodybuilding stuff too, you know what I mean? And when I was when I was um, younger, I was like, oh, that's that's BS, man. It's all about functional strength. And now I'm kind of more like, no, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to look good, you know, and wanting to have bigger arms and work on the trophy lift, so to speak. And so now I kind of do, I still do my compounds, but I do I do bicep curls, I do pull-ups, I do rows. I, I, I focus on my, my vanity muscles. And honestly, um, I don't think it's vanity. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, having more conditioned and developed delts is going to improve your, you know, compound overhead press. Like everything's oh, kind of yeah. symbiotic. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, having, having, having stronger, like doing pull-ups and, 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 and bicep stuff to improve, um, my, um, like primarily for my back is improve, you know, my squat It's you know, improve my deadlift. It's improved, you know, my bench and my, my military press, you know, it's proved a lot. It's crazy to me how much, um, like when you were heavier and you were lifting heavier weights, like you're probably not, I mean, you're going to lose some muscle when you lose that weight, but it's crazy how much of that is just a result of like what you're able to lift is largely dependent on how much you weigh from like a leverage perspective. Oh yeah, man. I, I was so much stronger when I was bigger, you know, looking back, I mean, um, my, um, I mean, I, I, I think right now I'm, I'm, I'm squatting for reps in the mid 400s, um, but I could squat a lot more, a lot easier when I was bigger, um, and just you know deadlift a lot more. I could 
bench certainly bench press a lot more i've lost a lot of bench press strength but mm-hmm. now it's now it's like it's it's less about like just raw numbers and more about am i strong and am i making progress and am i am i like feeling comfortable i just like like being strong psychologically just mm-hmm. better than being weak but it's not like i'm gonna can be a competitive power lifter or something like that and but I have some friends doing that. One of my, my best friends, his wife is the powerlifting now. And I, I think that's awesome. I love watching her her get stronger through social media and just seeing someone do that because I remember trying to do that myself. Yeah, it is it is very cool having, you know, the strength. I mean, I, I'm not lifting for strength per se as a bodybuilder. But, I mean, I, I take pride in the numbers that I hit. And I like to see those numbers improve, you know. Exactly. Just seeing improvement is great. I just I love seeing, like, I can do more pull-ups now or I can my squat can go up. I mean – one of my my um my goals when I was just thinking about being a powerlifter was I wanted to hit like a 225 military press and I'm nowhere near that and probably won't be near that but just those kind of personal things like man I wish I could kind of get close to that that number just like four plates on the squat or five plates on the deadlift just being able to do that is it's fun fun self motivation but definitely now it's more like strength plus you know putting some size on you know improving my physique absolutely so you've been able to to without a doubt build muscle while keto yeah yeah i i I haven't tried it you know i've never done a classic like you know high carb low fat like high protein bodybuilding diet like a traditional diet and and a beat it but i've definitely put muscle on with keto i i feel it's probably slower a lot of people i've talked to who've tried keto you know and a traditional diet like look you know you need more carbs if you want to put muscle on faster but i've definitely put it on um and it definitely works. I, I think it probably is a little bit slower, you know, maybe because keto isn't as anabolic as when you have a lot of carbs and insulin. I don't know enough about the science, but plenty of people out there put muscle on. There's the whole keto gains community. You're a great example. That's kind of why I found you in the first place because I was like, hey, man, it's a keto bodybuilder. You know, what What can I learn from that guy? You know? Yeah, I mean, so you, it's you can definitely, definitely do it. I think, like, like you said, it might take a little bit longer to put just overall weight on and mass but the weight that you do put on is a higher quality weight i would say yeah i mean that that was my takeaway like i said like when when if someone ever asked me what's the hardest part about this whole like you know i don't hate the phrase journey but like journey but i was like man trying to put muscle back on and the fear of getting fat again has been the hardest part right like you know i want to you need to eat more food just bar none right um and and eat more calories and and go to the gym but I've noticed that in the past year I've put muscle on, but I haven't put that much fat back on. You know what I mean? And I think I, I think I owe that a lot to just eating keto. You know, that's the, what the takeaway for me. And because I don't want like this instantaneous overnight results, I'm not going to go like you know like you know that the gallon of milk a day, just eat whatever you want. You know, just go to the gym. You can probably put a lot of strength and size on, but you're probably gonna put a lot of fat on that way too. And I kind of want to do something more sustainable. And so maybe keto is slower, but so what? Like this is for life. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna be lifting weights the rest of my life until I'm until I'm too decrepit. It's not like I want to have you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a lifestyle. It's a hobby. It's not just like a like a a race I'm trying to win here. So even if it is slower and less optimized than eating um, carbs to fuel it, it works for me, and I'm 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 proof of that. I think at the end of the day, man, it winds up you know evening itself out. Because I mean, if you were to do that with carbs, but then also gain a bunch of more additional body fat in the process, by the time you cut that body fat and inherently lose some muscle, you're winding up at about the same spot in the end. Yeah, I, I just know that from this, like next time I have to cut, or not have to cut, but if I want to cut, I don't have much fat body fat to cut back off. Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, I real quick want to touch on what you mentioned about um, like the psychological aspect of 
you know, needing to eat more calories to build muscle with the fear of gaining more body fat having come from that, you know, as your background. Because I, I, you know, I have those same thoughts, man. I was 230 at my heaviest and like 28% body fat. And in an off season, I'm always tiptoeing on the line of, man, I kind of want to just stay leaner, look better, feel better about myself. But at the same time, I know I need to eat more to grow and look better the next time I do cut down. Yeah, that that the psychology of this is this this is the single most difficult thing the whole experience for me like if i was being honest um and that i think it's because when you have this mindset when you're trying to lose weight you have this mindset about like oh man i gotta i gotta deprive myself i gotta eat less i gotta be working out um and then like i i'm if i'm honest i'm a very like competitive like you know i'm an attorney i I, i'm in a line of work where you're kind of like a you have to have a lot of like confidence and assertiveness and like belief and, and strength and you, you want to win, right? You don't want to, to lose. Um, and obviously you can't control that in all aspects of life, but you hear all the statistics like, Oh, diets don't work. Most people who lose weight will regain it and like gain more of it back. Right. And I, I put a lot of pressure on myself not to fail. Um, and that's the hard part, right? Like once I lost the weight, it's like, I don't want to be fat again. I don't want to be one of the statistics. I don't want to be a failure. Um, and, so how can I make this sustainable? And so, you know, there's a whole, like I said before, that, you know, when someone says, what's their goal? You know, my, my first question is like, and then what? Like, what do you do when you hit that goal? That's the hard part, like the rest of your life. Um, and so when I um, drop my weight down, um, you know, everyone's like, hey, you should put some size back on, be healthy. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. But when your mentality is like losing weight and like that, that whole struggle, just trying to turn the other direction and not go off the rails is, is really difficult psychologically. And so you have to have confidence that like, I kind of, the way I describe it is I've kind of mastered my body. Like I know like that I, I can lose weight this way. I know that I can gain weight this way. And as long as I have some discipline and control, I won't lose control, mm-hmm. um, you know, or at least I haven't so far. And so, the, but definitely the hard part is, you know, I, I need to eat more food. Like I need to like make sure I'm hitting my, hitting enough stuff to like put weight on. Like I had a, f- a friend at work one time be like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to gain weight. I'm I'm trying to put some muscle on. Do you have any suggestions? Because you know I see you at the gym and stuff. And I was like, how much food are you eating? And they're like, you know, I eat enough food. And I was like, no. How many calories did you eat last week? You know, how much protein did you eat last week? If you can't answer that question, then there's your problem, right? You know, that's kind of what it takes sometimes. You kind of have to know, like, are you know how much food? You can't just eyeball it. You have to kind of eat to fill your workouts. You kind of have to have enough. Um, and some people can just kind of figure that out, but, um, but my experience is you kind of have to put some effort into it. And if I'm going to, you know, do this without just eating whatever I want and going like hardcore into eating a bunch of like, you know, junk food, I kind of have to make sure that, yeah, I'm getting enough protein. I'm getting enough protein, not like tons of protein, but enough getting enough fat, um, to fuel my workouts and then do that without like knowing I'm not going to lose control. That's, that's hard. I mean, I think a lot of people struggle with that. I've seen a lot of people on the internet talk about that on their YouTube stories about going back to the gym and, you know, bulking with without fear that they're gonna get fat again and i would really be dishonest if i didn't admit that is scary and it's hard it's i, I mean hard. i i'll be honest and say I, I did the same thing i think it's important to accept the fact that you're going to gain a little bit of body fat like that's just yeah, inevitable you know. but i mean knowing like for me knowing that i've got another competition in the future in which i'll lean down and look better at the end of the day because i you know sacrifice some of the the you know leanness on the front end to build more muscle in the long end and then look better the next time I get lean like that's a huge saving grace for my you know 
mental mentality when it comes to it. Because I mean, if I didn't have that future competition to look forward to, then it would be much harder for me to justify putting on the body fat, you know, just, just for me personally. Um, but yeah, finding whatever kind of like technique to wrap your head around that kind of makes sense in your head is, is key. What, what, uh, what's your baseline, uh, calories like to pretty much maintain? So I know. And then that's, that's to, for me, like I, that's the thing about when I go back to calories, I think calories matter, but like at the end of the day, some people will, will say, and I agree with that. You don't, it's, it's not exact, right? Like I, I can't figure out exactly how many calories I burn in, 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 how, perfectly right to a, to an exact science, but I've definitely from tracking with like even a spreadsheet or an app, I, I've kind of calculated it pretty accurately. And you know, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot five, you know, um, and right now I'm about like two twenty five. And my maintenance calories are only like two thousand two hundred something. Like it's and that seems kind of low, right? But that's what it is for me. I've and that I found some spreadsheet on online where you can kind of like log. Your, your weight and your calories for that day and it kind of it tries to calculate what your MBR is a little bit more accurate than just a, your average calculator mm-hmm. and the, from an average calculator plus that spreadsheet that's really what it is for me and if um, if I uh, eat more than that I will gain weight if I eat less than that I will lose weight and I've saw, I've seen that from from bulking and cutting like I know that that's pretty accurate for me and so if I was just just trying to to, to cruise stay at the stay at my uh, normal weight i probably like that, that's the, my my um basic metabolic rate right without a, a, a an activity factor in like what, in the kind of you know whatever you, the calories you need to sit in bed all day right yeah yeah what what do you try to have as a surplus when you're building like how much of a surplus do you try to go for uh like you know five five hundred a little bit more than that i guess whatever like ten percent i'm not sure what the percentage is but not not too much right like I th- like I think the same thing is true for cutting. Like I th- some people can try to do massive deficits. Um, I try to keep it. Now that I'm at, uh, I'm pretty much around what my weight is going to be for the rest of my life. I, it's a little bit like a, a low low surplus. So I, I do about 500. I could probably get away with more, but I think 500 is my like in my head that's safe. You know, yeah. I'm not going h- hardcore. And then cutting more than 500, I would just I think that's where you you get too deprived and or at least for me. Um, there's different approaches. Some people like I've heard some people say, no, you should start with an extreme deficit, and then as it gets harder, reduce it, or the opposite, start with a small deficit, and then you increase it. I'm just more of a, a moderate approach, you know, because I'm not trying to get extreme results really fast. I'm just like, I'm going to add a little bit more food, I'm going to reduce a little bit more food. If it's slow, it's slow. If it's, you know, that's just what I think works best for me. Yeah, I think gradual changes over time is is key. I mean, it it makes it much more sustainable. I think. Yeah. So like right now, if I'm bulking, I'm probably eating, you know like upper 2000s gotcha very yeah. cool very cool no this is fascinating i like i like hearing different people's strategies for losing yeah. and building and i think that's that for me like my i i but i think that's my metabolism is different like i think just from like losing weight and and whatever and just it's not as high as some people like my dad i know that from what i've heard on the internet that in, from science that there isn't a huge variance in someone's like um uh um, metabolic rate, but for some reason it seems to, in personal experience, some people just seem to have a higher metabolism. They're more fidgety. They move around more like that. You know, some people just move more self-consciously and so they, they're always burning a little bit more calories. They, um, some people just, you know, your body kind of regulates it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jeff Nipter has like some, some, he's got a really good YouTube channel where he has a lot of science and I think he mentioned that once and I've seen some stuff about that. Like my dad, for example, could just eat more, more food than me, but he, he just more, 
like active, you know, yeah, moves around you know, naturally than I do. Yeah, it's a uh, it's crazy that lifestyle factor that comes into you know the equation um, outside of just the training alone. Yeah, and so for me, I, I know people. There's some people who who may be a little bit smaller than me, and they can eat more calories and, and cut weight. You know, mm-hmm. it's and I'm, I wish I was like them. Yeah, that's why it's like I mean everybody's so different. Like I get so you know burn burn out when I see people like just recommending generic you know, calorie or macro recommendations to, you know, anybody on the internet. Yeah. It's, it's so different. I mean, no macro calculator is going to be perfect, like my own included. You know, it's just simply a starting point. But at the end of the day, you have to see how what you're mm-hmm. inputting is affecting you and, and, and then adjust from there. Yeah, it takes a lot of self-experimentation. That's what I, if someone if someone wanted me to coach them, I'd be like, look, I can't give you a perfect plan just from, from like arbitrary. We're going to have to kind of figure out what works best for you. And kind of adjust it. It's, you have to commit to experimenting and, and not working perfectly for weeks or months. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, Miles, I mean, shoot, man, we've been talking for an hour and 15 minutes. I keep on going. we got all kinds of interesting things, but we'll have to do a follow-up podcast here. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, 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 just, I, I just think that I'm really, really impressed with, you know, the kind of work you've been doing and what a lot of people have been doing in the keto community lately. And I'm just... You know, it's worked well for me, and I just want to see this community keep growing and people who, who um, reach out to guys like you to help it, help it work for them. It's super cool for me to, you know, be approached by people like you. You know, you've been doing the diet for six years now, so to, to see somebody like yourself have the success you have with it in a sustainable fashion, because I don't, I mean, I don't even like the term diet, like we all say keto diet, but mm-hmm. I mean, it, like I have no intention of not following a ketogenic lifestyle uh, you know, for years and years to come. So it's cool to see people like yourself making it a lifestyle for the long haul and, and seeing the success you have with it because that's that's motivating for people that are, you know, on the fence as to whether or not it's, it's uh, you know, a lifestyle approach, which it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm committed to making a lifestyle approach. And I, I think that I'm a little bit more different than I have a lot of internal motivation. But I think a lot of people out there, they need external motivation. And hopefully, like, as the community grows, they can look to people like us for that external motivation. 100%. Hundred um, percent. Well, Miles, is there any place that people can go to find out more info on you? Well, I I, I don't really have any um, any uh, a business or uh, a website. I'm not really a coach. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm an attorney by you know my my day job. Keto is more of like my my lifestyle. But I do have an Instagram. I do a Flickr. I'm a photographer. So if someone wants to find me on see my photos on my Instagram, I'm, I'm Telecron on Instagram, and I post photos of just my life, but also some of my crazy meals. Very cool. I'll link out to that for sure. I, I was stalking you on Instagram. You have some pretty, pretty cool photos, man. Thanks. You know, it's more. I'm not. I, I kind of have like a just my life. I, I might get more um, into into keto stuff. I'd love to help people grow that community, but I'm more of a, just an average guy, more than a brand at this point in my life. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, for sure. But I mean, you're making you're making a difference, and and like your story is motivating. So it's 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 cool, man. It's, it's cool to have the opportunity to talk with you. Yeah, and I love social media, and I love just being a resource. There's some great people out there that I've talked to or people who have asked me questions. I just love to be there to support people. Absolutely. That's what it's all about, man. Um, well, Miles, until next time, I'll have to definitely keep in touch because I'm curious to see how the, the muscle building phase goes uh, you know, going forward. But uh, definitely keep in touch, and we'll talk soon, man. Yeah, looking forward to it. Take care, buddy.